0: Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Uh, my name is Tina Lee, and I am the campus director of our Yonsei Iwak campus, and it is such an honor to be here with you all tonight. Long Elastic Heart by Shia. Who here watched the music video? Okay, it's about half of you, sort of. Not really, I'm kidding, like a third. <laughs> Maybe not even a third. But if you've seen the music video, Elastic Heart by Shia, it created so much controversy. Because it's, it's this cage and a little girl, and Shia LaBeouf, and he, LaBeouf, LaBeouf, He He's basically half naked, and this little girl who's 12, half his age, they're like running around this cage, buck wild. And so in the news, it created so much controversy because they were saying, like, it's to promote pedophilia, like, "Uh, it's just wrong, all these things. And here we see Shia making a bold statement. And I was trying, I read upon what this music video was all about. And really, it was much deeper meaning to that. It was actually a form of art. And what she was trying to display is this man and his inner demons. This little girl was his little inner demon. So she was tormenting him, she was going crazy, like she was like running around and he was g- going nuts, right? So that's what it was supposed to display. It was a form of art. Who here heard of Picasso? Picasso. His art was slightly controversial as well. Controversial, right? When it first came out, it wasn't the most beautiful thing. Andy Warhol, Steve Jobs, not that he was controversial, but he was bold in his ways of going about technology and introducing the MacBook and the Mac, iPod and iPad and every single thing that we all want. (laughs) Fashion, who here loves fashion? Guys, you can raise your hands too. They're, the most famous fashion designers are actually men. <laughs> they're actually men. And they're not all homosexuals. <laughs> I'm making that very clear. When it comes to fashion as well, the things that stick out to you the most, what's com- what we see that's similar in all of this is that what is bold, if it is bold it makes a difference. Things that are bold influences you. Whether it's a bold statement or a bold outfit or a bold dish. I recently went to, not recently, a year and a half ago, I went to Chicago <laughs> and I went to this um, lounge because I am overage and I went to this lounge and they it's called Alinea if you've never heard of it and it's owned by a very famous it's called Aviary, and he owns Alinea, which is a very famous restaurant, okay? But Aviary, they, what they're known for is their unique drinks, okay? And one drink, it's like, it was on TV, so I was like, oh my gosh, that is so cool. But it's like a little vial with all these random fruits and whatever, okay? And it changes flavors every hour, so you don't know what taste you get. <laughs> that is bold, okay? That's a bold move. They have to be confident in the drink that they made and ch- charge you 30 bucks for it. For like this big of a drink, right? What I'm saying is, every single thing that you see in life, in this culture, what, when it's bold, you you actually stop and take a look at it. You will actually stop and maybe even spend money on it. When you think of culture today, what's bold and risky is what you take notice of. The meaning of bold, according to Webster Dictionary, uh, there's a couple. One is not afraid of danger or a difficult situation. Two, showing an ability to take risks, confident and courageous. Three, very confident in a way that may seem rude or foolish. And four, very strong and vivid appearance. And when the examples that I gave of these people, they were all bold in some way. They all took risks in some way. They were confident in what they believed in. Each and every person that I listed believed in something. For example, in Korea, plastic surgery is all over the place. These women believe that if they receive plastic surgery, that they will attain satisfaction as they attain the beauty of society standards. Something a little bit lighter. Chefs. They believe in what they make. And they believe that it will transform your life. Teachers, They believe in what they teach. Some things that are recent on the news, for example, I actually saw one today. It was talking, talking about Charlie Hebdo. And this is a French satirical newspaper. And if you guys didn't know, um, many of the journalists actually all were killed because of what they believed in. ISIS. They believe in what they do. They believe in what they do. All these people believe in what they do, so they will do whatever it takes to get what they want. They have faith in what they're doing. So these people are stepping out in boldness, Let me tell you this. They receive persecution as well. But they will go out of their way to get what they want. Or to attain what they believe. To basically let people know what they believe in. So each and every one of you here, also in this room, you believe in something or someone. Whether it be Jesus or in your studies, you believe in something. Your studies... Some of you guys, when you grew up, you were willing to take the persecution of being called a nerd. <laughs> you didn't care if you had no friends. Because you were like, "If let me prove you wrong. If I get all these grades and I get a 4.0, you will regret treating me this way. So you're willing to go and receive that persecution for the sake of your success. And when you think about this, how much more as believers should we be bold in declaring the gospel? Should we be bold in declaring our faith in every single thing that we do? Because let's be honest here, as well as myself, I am probably the best evangelist I've ever known. And sometimes it's not the gospel at times. I could tell you why skincare can change your life. And I will spend hours upon hours on the internet or on Facebook going through everything to attain, like to attain knowledge on how to let you know face skincare will change your entire life. I will go out of my way. You could talk to me later if you have questions. But here we see non-believers are willing to step out in their boldness, making an impact In the world, right? But these this boldness is cultivated from self. It's cultivated from their own self. And as believers, you don't have to do anything by yourself. And, please turn to our passage for tonight proverbs twenty eight one proverbs twenty eight one it says "The wicked flee with no one pers- when no one pursues, but the righteous are bold as a lion. the righteous are bold as a lion here." In Philippians 1, 27, 28, Apostle Paul is basically telling us to live a life worthy of the gospel and let our lives be an advertisement of how valuable the gospel is, right? And he goes on to tell us that the effects that gospel has on the life of those who believe in Jesus is fearlessness. It is fearlessness. And Proverbs 28, 1 also confirms this very truth. As believers, we are called to greater boldness. We are called to step out and to let everyone know who God is. Because if you are sitting here, it means that you've been transformed by the gospel. By the gospel. And the word of God is living and active today. And if we can advertise something as minuscule as skincare, how much more does God deserve our attention? Here, who has seen this Amaze fire, Amaze fire, yeah? (laughs) Isn't this beautiful? Our staff, Sharon Kim, made this. (laughs) It's pretty legit. It's excellent, I must say. And here in the front of our flyer, it says, bring out the bold. And I'm sure you guys were wondering what that even meant. Bring out the bold. It wasn't just to make a bold statement. Uh, Actually, it was, but (laughs) it's pretty as well. But what we mean by bringing out the bold is so much more. We believe that you guys are very powerful people. So I want you guys to turn to your neighbor and say, you are bold. Say it one more time. I don't know if they fully believe it. You are bold. And this is the theme of this semester. It is knowing that as sons and daughters of the Almighty King, you're called to step out in boldness and understand the authority that you carry. The authority that you carry. So in tonight's passage, it says that the righteous is as bold as a lion. What does this mean? What does this mean? First of all, who are the righteous? Righteous. Who are the righteous in this passage? The righteous is us. For those that believe in Jesus, who received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, he made us righteous. Not because we deserved it, not because we worked for it, but through Christ dying on the cross for your sin, my sin, we are now righteous. So this righteousness is not something that you can attain on your own. It is only through Christ. And here, why is the righteous compared to a lion? Why not a llama? <laughs> I don't I just thought of llama, but um, lions if you've seen Lion King is the king of the jungle. The king of the jungle. So when you look at a lion, they symbolize power and strength. Lions know also when to chill. They don't let their environment mess with them because they know they're the bomb. They know they are the it. Animal. Okay? So when they're in the jungle, nothing can mess with them. No elephant can mess with them. Even if the elephant's bigger, they don't care. They're just going to chill and do their thing. Right, but when they're hungry, lions, doesn't matter how big you are, doesn't matter how small you are, they will devour you. Lions are not insecure, they are bold. They know who they are. And if you look at a lion, they carry a lot of presents. They carry a lot of presents. Right? So if you look at a lion and a little tiny kitty cat, lions carry presents. Lions also have an amazing roar. They make themselves known. They make themselves known. And as believers, he said, you are the righteous. You are bold as a lion. Therefore, you are bold. God has called you bold. Your boldness doesn't come from yourself, but it comes from the heavenly father. And let me make this very clear. When it comes to being bold for God, it's not because God needs you to prove him to the world. He doesn't need you to be like, believe in Jesus, believe in Jesus, believe in Jesus, not in the insecurity form, but he's giving you an opportunity to take part in kingdom work. He's giving you an opportunity to take part in his, what he loves to do. And if you receive Christ as Lord and savior, You've been transformed by his love. Wouldn't you want that for others? If, if it is to prove to God or to prove to people that God is real, let's be honest, the Christian life would be really, really tiring. If you are striving and striving and saying, believe in Jesus, believe in Jesus, believe in Jesus, and there is no power to it, but you're striving to let this God be known, that's really exhausting. And I wouldn't want to live that kind of life at all. But he is calling you to live a life worthy of the gospel. Worthy of the gospel. And so tonight, I want to show you through the word where your boldness comes from. Your boldness comes from. Number one, your boldness comes from remembering who God is. Remembering who God is. Our God is the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. He is the creator of this universe. He created you and I. Do you believe this? Do you believe that God fearfully and wonderfully made you? Do you believe that our God is living and active today? (laughs) Our God, he has many names. I'm just going to list a bunch. Write it down. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, our provider. So he's your provider. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, our healer. He is your healer. Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, our victory. He's already won all things for you. Jehovah Shalom, God, our peace. He is your peace. Jehovah Hosinu. Is that correct? The Lord, our maker. The Lord, our maker. Jehovah Shama. The Lord is present. He is present. He is here with you and I. Do we perceive Him? Do we do we recognize His presence in this room? God created you. God even created the devil. So even the devil is so afraid of Him. And many times we think the devil is powerful, but like Pastor Myonga preached last week, even the devil in the uh, his name he said I am legion, right? He was scared of Jesus. He was scared of Jesus. Jesus is also called the Lion of the tribe of Judah, and he's the Prince of Peace. Jesus defeated death. Therefore, there is no striving whatsoever in our Christian faith. Nothing and nobody stopped him from obeying God and destroying the works of the devil. Jesus knew who God was and is. Our God, our minds cannot fully comprehend who he is. Because we have a very tiny brain. Even the smartest person here in this room will never know fully who God is. This is our God. So your boldness is not coming from something you cultivate on your own. But your father up in heaven who created you in his very image already instilled boldness in you and said you are as bold as a lion. Two, remember who you are. Remember who you are. Boldness is already in you. So it doesn't matter if you're an extrovert or an introvert. Because I know some of you guys, like when, I, when I'm talking about introvert, like not introvert, when I talk about boldness, it makes you very uncomfortable. It makes you super uncomfortable because you think that you have to go out and be like evangelizing to the whole world and letting everybody know that Jesus is alive. But let me tell you this, your boldness doesn't come, it doesn't matter what you look like and what your personality is like. I know you will be surprised looking at me, but I am actually very introverted. I could stare at a wall for an hour and be perfectly fine. (laughs) I can be home by myself and not have any human interaction, and I will be completely fine. I am also an introvert. Let me tell you this as well. I used to be super afraid of public speaking. So very afraid. I used to shake a lot, and even like my voice would start shaking without me even having control over it. It's like two different bodies. I have no idea. But I used to be so afraid of public speaking. As you can tell, I am not. (laughs) Through Christ, who died on the cross for you and I, you were adopted as sons of the Almighty King. You were adopted as sons of the Most High. Therefore, that means that you are royalty. And when you think of royalty, are they afraid of people? Are they afraid to go out and let themselves be known? No, royalty is not, because they know their place. They know their place. And you as believers, if you are royalty of the Almighty King, if you are sons and daughters of... That makes you princes and princes. Princesses and princes. (laughs) You are royalty. So take your place. Take your place. Take your place, people of God. The enemy, he does not want you to know this. He doesn't want you to know that you're fearless. He doesn't want you to know that you are royalty. He doesn't want you to know that you're fearfully and wonderfully made. But the truth is, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. The truth is, you are unstoppable as well. The truth is, you are powerful. You're an ambassador of Christ. You're the temple of God. You're a citizen of heaven. You are not a citizen of this earth. The truth is, you could do some massive damage for the kingdom of God. But the enemy, he wants you to believe... That even though he's a little tiny ant, he will put himself in front of light and make himself shadow over you, making you believe that he is so much bigger and powerful than you are, than he is. But that is not the truth. The truth is he's under your foot. That's what it says in the gospel, in the word of God. So when you know who you are, no one can mess with you, and what i 'm saying is not this don 't go to your friends and be like, "Well, they start you know they start talking oh you 're going to go to that maze thing right and they mock you you don 't have to prove yourself and be like well you don 't hurt me <laughs> i 'm not affected by you." I actually did this when I went home okay, and after I left Korea as an exchange student. I went home and I was fully confident in who I was. So I didn't care about what people thought. So the way I was a little bit mm, brash in what I said, a little bit too blunt, a little too offensive, right? And my friends, they would talk to me or my cousin, he, I was riding in the car with him and then uh, he started making fun of me and I was like, I don't care what you say. He's like, what in the world happened to you? (laughs) Because that displayed insecurity to him as well. So I'm not saying go to people and be like, oh, I don't care if you don't know God. Well, God's gonna change your life. So I don't care. No, 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 no. This is not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is take your place as a believer, and so don't let people walk all over you. Don't let them make you question your faith in God. Does this make sense to you? Can do you know what I mean? Because many of us make people start questioning, like many of us make what uh, what people believe of God. So how people question God, we start questioning what they question. So even though you have full faith in who God is, all of a sudden people start shaking your faith. But you know who you are. You know who you are. So take your place. Three, remember the bigger picture. Remember the bigger picture. The Christian life is not just about you, but it is so much bigger than you. So much bigger than you. Life is so much bigger than you. Let that sink in. The people that I talked about in the very beginning, they believed that what they had to say would influence people. And Shia, Sia, she influenced people through a music video. Picasso threw a a, a a canvas with his cubism art. <laughs> Bobby Brown, through her makeup. Do you guys know who Bobby Brown is? Yeah. She's awesome. She's from Chicago. Hmm. (laughs) but as believers we need to know that our lives are so much bigger as well so much bigger than yourself and it's cool because god's giving us an opportunity to take part in that for myself for the staff here we would not be doing what we're doing if we didn't think this was bigger than us if we didn't believe that this was bigger than us I would just st- start to see things in the natural. And I would be like, well, I come to Yonsei and it's in construction right now, under construction. I, c- I come to B101 and, yeah, I stand in front of maybe 65, 70 people. Whoop-dee-doo. That is so amazing, right? If, that, if I saw things in the present like that and I didn't believe what I was doing, this would be a waste of my time and a waste of your time. What you guys are a part of, even sitting here in this room, is so much bigger than you. Many, many, many semesters ago, starting from 2009, every single student, even before that, whoever's, Izzy, whole Izzy, I don't remember her last name, but she started a prayer meeting for international students a long time ago. And through that, now we're, we are at where we are at here. It started with like three people. And look around you now. She had vision for this semester because she believed it was so much bigger than her. If she didn't think that, she would think it's a waste of her time. Just coming and sitting, doing week in and week out, praying for this campus. Praying for each and every one of you. But you guys are a fruit of that ministry. And not just that, you guys are a fruit you guys will be bearing fruit for the next semesters. Even this semester, it's not my ministry, guys. This ministry, Emmaus, is not my ministry. It is your ministry. It is your ministry. And so, in reality, it's not through Tina preaching and Tina and... You know, Sharon doing the tech and J-Matt leading corporate and then Dave, David leading worship that brings in the students. We're, we're decent people, but we're not that amazing. It's true. This ministry, God's kingdom, is expanded through you guys. It is so much bigger than you. And what's really cool about the Christian life and living a bold Christian life is that people went before us. You're not alone in this. So many times as believers, the reason why we're timid in our faith is because we think that it's woe is me, I'm all alone. There's so many non-believers in my school and wow, I am here by myself and I have to be bold for the gospel. It's not true. First of all, look around you. There's plenty of people that are running this race with you. But let me tell you, in history, starting from Jesus Christ, he's a perfect example of someone who was bold. He knew who God was, so he did not care about what the Pharisees thought. He was not insecure. And Jesus isn't just, he wasn't just all lovey-dovey. God loves you, and let me multiply bread and feed you. That wasn't Jesus. Jesus also was quite offensive. And being bold doesn't mean being nice. It means being love, Loving. But your boldness, your zealousness for the God, for for the God, for God, can be offensive to many people. Can be quite offensive. But Jesus, he did not fear anything. He did not fear anyone. He did not fear death. He went out. He healed the sick. He cast out demons. He fed thousands. He was bold. The disciples, the 12 disciples, right? The 12 disciples, they did not fear anything. Yeah, at times they were a little bit insecure. And yeah, at times they were filled with unbelief, right? But when Jesus ascended back into heaven, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And that's when boldness came upon them. And when boldness came upon them, it was—it said in Acts 3 to 4, right? It gives them, the Christian, the church's earliest efforts in evangelism, and the disciples begin getting out the good news post-Pentecost. So that's when they get filled with the Holy Spirit, right? And through these disciples, they boldly proclaimed the gospel. They were unashamed. They were—they did not fear going to jail. They did not fear getting killed. They did not fear getting spit at because they believed in what the gospel was all about and they believed that the gospel was powerful. It says in Acts 4:13 Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated common men they were astonished and they recognized that they had been with Jesus. These were common men. They had no education whatsoever. They were not amazing people, yet when they were filled with the Holy Spirit, filled with this boldness, it shocked people. Does your life shock people? Does your life, right, as you live for the gospel, can people see Jesus through you? And it's crazy because these disciples, even after they were released from jail, they went to jail, guys. They went to jail. But after they released, they were released, immediately they went to proclaim the gospel again. So either they were dumb, okay, or they really believed in what they believed in the gospel. The woman with the alabaster jar from Matthew twenty six, seven. Does everybody know the story? Who knows the story? The woman with the alabaster jar. This woman, is, she was ri- written about in all four Gospels, okay? And this woman, what she did was a bold act. It was a bold act because she was a prostitute. This alabaster jar of perfume was super expensive, right? But she didn't care because she knew who this was for. She believed in what she did. She believed that everything was worth it. So she went out of her way. She broke that jar over Jesus. Did not care about persecution. From the disciples, who are Christians, by the way. She did not care at all. The woman with the alabaster jar. Here in Yonsei, Underwood. Do you guys know that this school was built by Underwood? Yeah? Underwood, he's, he's a white man. He's not even Korean. He's a white man that came to this foreign land many, many, many something years ago, and he decided to dream big for this nation. He realized his life was not just about him, and he dreamed for this school. And it's cool because in his prayer, he prayed for a school. He prayed for a hospital, all these things. It didn't happen in his time, by the way, but everything was answered. Because it wasn't just about him. It was so much bigger. And look at how much we are blessed by this man's prayer. Who knows Denzel Washington? I really like Denzel Washington. Did you guys know Denzel Washington? like a hardcore, whole, um, spirit-filled believer. Yeah? Denzel Washington. So when he was really young, in his teens, he actually received a prophetic word. He received a prophetic word in March 27, 1975. Okay? Washington, who had just been kicked out of school, was sitting at his mother's beauty parlor. And an old woman who was under the dryer kept looking at Washington and then asked him for a piece of paper on which she shakily wrote the word prophecy. And the woman was named Ruth Green, one of the oldest church members in the town, known to have a gift of prophecy. That day she said to Washington, boy, you are going to travel the world and speak to millions of people. Denzel Washington's probably one of the most famous actors today. He thought he was going to be a preacher, but he... This was written in Christian Today, Christianity Today. And Denzel Washington had an interview with them, and it was an article written about him. And he also wrote about his first encounter with the Holy Spirit, and he wrote this. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. He says, I've been filled with the Holy Spirit. I know it's real. I was in the room. My cheeks blew up. I cried like a baby, and it scared me to death. It kind of scared me off it. I backed up and went the other direction. To be honest with you, I didn't know what was going on. It was too strong. It has taken me many years to come back around. This is all over the internet. Denzel Washington is a very famous actor. And it's really cool because he is unashamed of his faith. Unashamed. So every single movie part that he gets, he'll bend it. So it has a good message. And he even said that he preaches through his acting so this woman what she prophesied is coming to life but it's not what she prophesied what god spoke over him and it is bearing fruit and people like it or not denzel like he knows that he will get ridiculed like criticized for what he wrote not everybody likes denzel yeah i know really (laughs) like Not everyone likes Denzel. There's going to be people bashing on him. There's going to be people mocking him. There's going to be people that being like, you're being all crazy, right? But he doesn't care. He was, he's proud of the gospel. He is proud of the gospel. So your boldness comes from faith in God, who God is and who you are in him. And these stories, right, these stories of people, I just gave you a couple examples. There are so many more. There are so many more. Even for us, if you ask us, the staff, I'll give you one example of us when we went on missions. When we go on missions, we go to these develop, developing countries, right? And we believe that Jesus, Jesus died on the cross for us, and Jesus, when he ascended into heaven, Jesus, Jesus, if you know the, all of like, the New Testament, it talks about his miracles, right? He healed the sick, cast out demons, multiplied food. Jesus said that we'll we'll do greater than he if we receive him. So we applied this and walked out in boldness onto the mission field. Okay? And we prayed for the sick. They were healed. We saw the lame walk. We saw the lame walk. We saw the blind see. Call me crazy, but I don't care. Because I saw it. God moved powerfully in their lives. I saw candy multiply. We were in Bangladesh, and Bangladesh, when I went, it was so hot; it was over 100 degrees. I got a heat stroke be- after everything ended. But it, we were doing a lot of ministry to children, and what happened was the candy started melt like melting and becoming one lump. And here we are; we're like these candy, these candy, these children are here for the candy, God. We're like, no, like we want to bless them with these candy, and we're like, you know what? Jesus multiplied food. Why not just pray in boldness? And So we prayed, God, we believe that you multiply food. May you multiply this candy to be a blessing to these children. Guess what happened? We started passing out the candy in faith to the children. It was about 100, 100, 150 children. We only had candy for like 20 because everything melted. We started passing out. It multiplied. We actually had extra. And he desires to use you and I to live powerfully for his kingdom. Amen? Amen. So if you look at these people, they lived for a much bigger picture. They lived for a much bigger story. They recognized that they're just a part of it. Right? So they didn't allow their present circumstances to determine or dictate how they were to have faith or not have faith. Their faith was secure. It was solid in the Lord. Their faith was unwavered. They, didn't, they did not doubt who God is. They were always bold because they were interested in how God saw them rather than how people saw them. Not only that, because they cared so much about God's heart, they didn't care about themselves, but they cared for others. They cared for others. And many of us, even the people that we saw, that the examples that I gave about all these famous people, a lot of times they lived a life that was for themselves. And for some other person but as believers god called you to live a life that is holy in him so many people in this culture live a life to be recognized by man and the devil will tell you if you live a life that's for god you will not be recognized in the world but that is a complete lie and the enemy knows this Enemy knows this because if you see people in the Bible, Abraham, Isaac, Moses, every single person that you read about, if w- the ones that live for the kingdom, that chose God first, do you, do you know what happened? They received recognition from God, but also from man. But the world tells you that you will not receive recognition from man if you put God first. It's the bold that are remembered by both God and man. It's the bold Christians that are remembered by both God and man. It is not the timid. It is not the shy Shy and timid is the same. It is not the timid. It is not those that are saying, oh, it's just me and God. Oh, you don't look like you're ready to receive Christ. Because I'm I'm so scared I'm going to offend you. I'm so scared that, you know, God is too much for you. What? That makes no sense at all. That logic is twisted. For me, guys, I want to be remembered for someone that lived a bold Christian life. A bold Christian life. I want to be remembered as somebody that was unashamed for the gospel. Where people called me crazy. (laughs) That girl's crazy. She's crazy. And Let me make this clear, guys. I'm not saying go to SK Global and start being like Jesus and like running around and doing all these crazy things. No, what I'm saying is take your place as believers and don't be ashamed of Jesus, of the gospel, because he is so much more powerful than that. And. Stop putting him in a box. Stop putting him in a box. Your faith doesn't have to look a certain way. And so many people think the Christian life is so boring. But the examples that I give not boring. It was not boring at all. And God wants you to live a life that's exciting. And it's not just mission fields, but it's here on this campus. And past semesters, I'm telling you this because this is just merely the floor for you guys. Past semesters, students prayed for each other and they saw arms grow out. They saw legs grow out here in this ministry. One of our student leaders, he couldn't touch his shoulder because his arms, shoulders were messed up. We prayed for him at that moment. He was able to touch his shoulders. One girl, she had um, gluten allergy, so she couldn't eat meat. She couldn't eat bread, nothing. She went to the hospital. The doctor said that maybe if you take these pills for two to three months, you have to take six large pills, you might get healed. You know what? We didn't agree with that. We said, God, you are her, her healer, and we believe that you want her to enjoy everything that you made. We prayed for her. The next day, I saw her eating a hamburger. This girl puked everything she ate. She ate a hamburger and waffles and everything. I don't know if that's really healthy, but what I'm saying is she, we prayed in boldness. In familias, guys, we saw legs grow out because they had uneven. A lot of times you have hate problems. It's because you have uneven legs. We prayed for the leg. They saw it grow out. Call me crazy, but I don't care because they received, they received God's love in an enormous way. in familias, And so many of you think that coming to a large group is just, whoa, praise the Lord. I love you, Jesus. It is. And that's where it starts. And all these miracles is just to point to Jesus. But what I'm saying is the Christian life is so much more dynamic than you think. And boldness, we should be the most bold. So many of you are gifted. Gifted. You saw David Haram do the spoken word. Gifted. Art, sports, academia. You guys are gifted. Are you stepping out and taking risks? Because the world is. how much more damage can you do for the kingdom when believers take their place, walk in boldness, and live for the kingdom? Every sector of this world, fashion, entertainment, um, business, media, politics, government, right? Family, church. How much more if believers like you and I take our place Take our place and step out in boldness. How much more will your friends be living in crazy freedom as they receive the power of God? When we live powerful Christian lives. When we go to heaven, when I go to heaven, I don't want to just say, God, I lived a very safe Christian life. I didn't do anything wrong, I had a great family. Went to church every week, went to every prayer meeting, went to every mission trip I could think of. I don't want to say that in front of God. I want to actually say, God, I took risks because I believe that you are powerful. Let's close our eyes.